Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Church of New Beginnings, 918 Third Street, El Dorado, Illinois, with Pastor Toby Heiss. Our regular services are Wednesday evening at 5.30 for Children's Church, prayer meeting on Thursday at 6 p.m., Sunday school, 1 p.m. on Sunday, and our regular worship service is 2 p.m. every Sunday afternoon. Come be a part, and we hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Nothing is more satisfying or... <laughs> can take and give you peace like being overcome by his presence amen I used to remember when we used to come to the house and when church was out some people would just sit there and I used to say a saying bring me my pillow (laughs) amen because there was so much peace in the house the enemy has tried to take peace away from the house can you say amen different people uh, have done different things, and we're seeing all kinds of things, and the tragedy that happened in the church, amen, in Texas, amen. And, and people are crazy. Can I tell you that? People are people, and people are crazy sometimes, amen. One of my sayings is, people are people. I've heard people say, I'm amazed at people. Why? People are people. All through my life, I've seen some people do some crazy things. Can you say Amen. But, you know, the thing is, there's been times in our life we've done some crazy things. Can you say amen? Amen. But thank God that the Lord Jesus Christ got a hold of us. As I was taking and uh, meditating this morning and coming as to what I was going to minister and what the Lord would lead me in, I'm going to be in John, the second chapter, St. John, the second chapter. Amen. And I want to talk to you about the first miracle that Jesus ever did today. Amen. And as I was uh, taking and studying, amen, and, and I'm one that studies all my life when I first cut saved, I was one that used to, could hardly sleep for studying. Amen. I was one that liked to dissect a word upside down, backwards, forward, to go back to the original. Amen. And that was just a part of me before the Bible college ever came along. That was just a part of the way I studied. Amen. I can remember when I used to uh, travel with that great big old Strong's Concordance. How many remembers that was about that thick? And I was on the road, and by the time I took the books with me, amen, in revival, I had more books than I had clothes, amen. And I, I, I used to say, oh, my gosh, I thank God for technology now, though, amen. I can have a, a, a library to every book that there is and ever written, amen, and it saves a lot of time. So technology can be good. Look at your neighbor and say, technology. Technology can be good. But as I was looking today, amen, and and I was thinking about the first miracle, amen, that happened, I want to talk about the time frame in which it happened first. It was a time, amen, where uh, John had just spoke and uh, told that he that Jesus was the Son of God, Amen. And he was he was uh, going around and he stood with disciples. And next thing you know, he said, "Behold, the Lamb of God." And he made that declaration twice. Some of the disciples decided to follow him. And I want to go to John, the first chapter, and go down to the bottom just a, a little bit there. And this is where uh, Nathaniel, as I was talking about said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? And Jesus answers and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. 
And you know what? That's just resonating in my mind and my spirit today, Jim. Before, amen, anybody called you or introduced you to Jesus, he saw you. Amen. He knew where you were, and he knows what's going on around. Amen. And Jesus answered and said unto him, now listen to this. Because I have said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou that thou shalt see great things, greater greater things than these. And he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven and open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now go over to chapter 2 of John right there. Amen? Chapter 2 deals with uh, the miracle of turning of water into wine. And I want to talk to you about how significant that is. One of the things that we've had manifestations of in this building is this. There has been times when we've had been having service, and, and uh, lately I, I feel like right now there is an adjustment trying to happen between praise and worship and the service and uh, amen, uh, Judah is still Judah. Judah is still praise and worship team of this church. Amen. And the anointing still flows. Can you say amen? Amen. But there's something that is happening. There's a battle that is going on in the service right now. Can I say that? Amen. Uh, it's, it's just like all of a sudden uh, they may have sang at the Grand Ole Opry, but guess what? They still put their pants on the same way you do. Can you say Amen. Can I get real today? Amen. But what we've got to get, what has made us and what has made them is our ability to flow with them. Amen. That is one of the things that we've always been able to do is flow. And there seems to be uh, like a, a, a levy that is trying to be put up in the spirit in this building right now. The last couple of Sundays I felt that. How many, how many knows what I'm talking about? Amen. There's no division. There can't be a division between there and here. Amen. And, and I'm feeling that. Amen. And I, I rebuke that by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. Come on, pray with me. Father, right now in this place, Father, whatever this hindrance is, Father, Father, I bind and I cast it out, Father, by the authority that you've given me over pa- being pastor of this organization, Father. And Father, I pray right now that your anointing be able to flow, that people be saved and healed and delivered, Father. That, Father, above all, that people loose themselves in the Spirit, amen, and begin to enter in like never before. This is not a time, amen, to be tired in the things of God, but this is a time to run to you and to open up like never before. And, Father, we decree in this place, Father, that we are moving forward, not backward, and there will be an increase of your anointing in this place and an increase of the anointing upon the people, amen, that are here, Father, and we will see liberty for you said where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty father and I decree that allow your anointing to flow like never before any uh, uh, thing that is going on with the people right now I rebuke it right now change the mindsets of the people of this church father change the mindsets father let us walk into everything that you would see you prophesied God you prophesied there would be healings and deliverances Father, ambulances would pull up and miracles will happen. Father, I decree that that you cannot speak a lie, Father, and that it is truth and that this body will line up to get in line with every prophecy that you would spoke and we call it done 
by the power and the anointing. Let it be decreed over this people now. And the church said, Amen. Woo! Amen. How many know we can decree a thing? Can you say amen? I don't know about you, but I felt that. You know why I felt that? Because I received that. Amen. See, there's one thing you got to do. Amen. you got to receive what is being spoken. Amen. And I learned a long time ago when somebody is speaking over me and it's things, amen, that God is going to do in my life, I'm grabbing a hold of it. It won't happen unless you line up with it. Can you say amen? And we need to line up with the things that has been spoken over our life. Can you say amen? I know that God is good. Can you say amen? And with God being good, he's good in all things. Uh, Many times we have felt the anointing of God, amen, come down in this place. And I felt it rise up in us. And there's been times we've been up here and water drops has just fell from the ceiling. I remember uh, several years ago when it first started, amen, there'd be water drop and some of our men got a ladder and they wanted to climb up. They said, it's got to be condensation. Amen. And how many, Michelle, you remember that, don't you? Amen. And people would be there and they'd, they'd see it out of the corner of their eyes. Rain fall. A big drop fall on somebody. I've had it fall on my hand. I've had it fall on my forearm. I've had it fall on my Bible. Amen. I've had it fall on the pulpit. I've seen it fall in the chairs. I've seen it fall on the organ. I've seen it fall on people up there. I've seen it fall throughout the congregation. Amen. And I'm waiting for it to rain. Today I was told Steve was up here, amen, and he said a big old drop fell upon him, amen. And God, amen, when that sign or that manifestation, amen, come, God is letting you know, amen, his spirit is here and he is wanting to rain upon us, amen, to pour out his blessings, to pour out his anointing, and we have to be in a position to receive it. Can you say amen? As I was taking in the importance, amen, of where Jesus was. You have to turn me. I can't. I'm echoing up here or something. I feel like I'm having to scream. Turn me up. My voice will not last five minutes if not. Amen. I can pull it back. Amen. But let me have it. (laughs) Amen. I got a word for you today. Can you say amen? And I want to make sure you hear it. Some of you play louder uh, music, louder than I speak. So amen. Get over it. Can you say amen? All right. So here we are. Amen. We're talking about the very first miracle that Jesus created. Amen. The very first miracle he did. He was in a wedding. Amen. And I want to read this first because there's some very important things that you have to understand. In John, the second chapter, amen, starting with verse 1, it says this. And the third day there was a marriage. Man, I could stop and preach right there. Woo! The third day there was a marriage. How many knows after three days when he came out of the tomb, amen, there was a marriage being prepared right then. Can you say amen? But after three days, amen, uh, there was a marriage. After three days of what? After three days of, of talking with his disciples and, de- and decreeing, amen, and being said, thou art the Lamb of God. After three days journey, something happened. There was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. 
Now you have to understand how I think. I want to know why the mother of Jesus was there. See, I have an understanding about marriage during customs during that time. The one that was hosting the marriage of the bridegroom would take and they would bid people to come to the wedding. And they would call out and tell you to come. The very next verse here says this. Now listen, I'm going to read this. It says, and Jesus' mother was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. But it doesn't tell us that Mary was called. It said she was there. And when I looked at that, my mind and my, you know, my mind goes, okay, I understand the customs and you're called. One of the things about the marriages back then is when the bridegroom would bid you to come to a wedding, you would all go through a door and the bridegroom would dress you with clothes for the wedding. Amen? Each and every person that come in, they would take you in a room, Lisa, and they would dress you fully for the wedding. So nobody come not having the proper attire. That reminds me of a a parable that's in there about a person that goes in another way and was not dressed for the wedding. Anyway, we won't go there today. Amen. But they, they were there and they would, they would tell him to come into the wedding. And Jesus and his disciples were, but Mary was already there. It says Mary was there. Well, sometime you have to understand that Mary was married to Joseph about 17 years, if you study. And then Joseph passed away, who, was, who served as the earthly father of Jesus. After about 17 years, he passed away. You can search scripture and find out that he was no longer mentioned. Joseph wasn't. And after the death of Joseph, Mary moved to Canaan, where the wedding was. And she was there in preparation and helping with the wedding. This was part of a family, amen, that they knew. How many knows that we today, well, there's people that we know. How many has ever helped with a wedding or a friend's wedding that you knew or a family member wedding, amen? You've helped. Guess what? Times haven't changed that much. People back then actually helped. Amen. In preparation for weddings and stuff. It took a lot of people. See, their weddings a lot of time lasted seven to eight days. Amen. We have a problem. Amen. When you have the dinner for the rehearsal, and then you have what all you have. You have a dinner for a rehearsal, then you have rehearsal, then you have the real thing, and then you have the reception after. How would you like to have a party for seven or eight days because somebody was getting married? (laughs) Amen. And during that time, the customs was this. Etta, they had to supply all the food and all the drink. That's a lot of food and a lot of drink for seven or eight days. Can you say amen? Amen. Where uh, People now get in a tizzy over serving just one meal. Amen. And they had to do it for days. That's why it was the custom back then. So here they were and Mary was there in preparation. And Jesus, amen, and the disciples were bid. They were called to come to the wedding. Amen. And they were all dressed and they were there. Amen. With them. Uh, we will find out later in there that his brothers was also there because it says after the wedding, his brothers 
brothers went with him. So his whole family was there, but Joseph was not because Joseph was already deceased. Amen. So here was Mary. She was there. She was a friend of the family. She was helping in preparation. Amen. And Jesus and his disciples, uh, amen, were called to the wedding. Amen. They were called to the marriage. Aren't you glad you were called to the marriage, amen, of the Lamb? Amen. How many know we were called? Amen. The Bible says this, many are called, but few are chosen. Amen. And you know what? I thank God that we were called because, amen, we were called out when he didn't know, amen, Amen. Uh, exactly. Amen. What our mind or our attitude when he when he didn't know. Amen. The direction. Amen. How do I say this? Let me say. He knows all things. When I didn't know the direction or where I was going, he knew. Can you say amen? And so here he, Jesus, was in a place and he was called to this wedding. And they dressed him and he was prepared and he was clothed for the wedding. And that is a picture of us being dressed. Amen. And being called and being bid to the wedding today. Amen. And it says this, And they wanted wine. And the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. One of the things that you have to realize about custom back then, that it would be a shame and it would bring a reproach on the bridegroom's family. Amen. If they ran out of food or they ran out of wine, it would bring a reproach on that family. And the mother went over to him and all she said was, They have no more wine wine. She didn't tell Jesus to turn the water into wine. She didn't tell him to perform a miracle. She simply stated the situation at hand. How many times have you simply stated the situation at hand and God moved in the direction you needed him to? You didn't ask him anything. You didn't ask him to do anything. You just stated the situation. And that's what his mother did. She stated the situation. She said they had no more wine and there being in that time and that custom that it would be a reproach they were known to live in poverty and they would live in shame if they was not able amen to fulfill the obligation amen of the party of the wedding in serving the food and serving the wine and all of a sudden amen it happens if you do study it happened on the first day and the way they celebrate, amen, wouldn't you hate it, amen, to run out on the first day? That would be like us having our convention, and the first day we have food, and we have plenty of it, and we run out, and the rest of the convention, with people coming in, there would be no more food, no more drink. We would have no more to offer people. How many knows that that would not be right, amen? We would all be thinking, oh, and there would be shame upon us because we couldn't provide, amen, and we couldn't couldn't host like we need to. That's the way it was back then. And Jesus, amen, simply went, as we'll read right here, Amen, she said. And and uh, and when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. She didn't say make it. She didn't say do a miracle. She stated a situation. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life I said, Jesus, I don't know what I'm going to do. Has anybody ever said that in this place? (laughs) I just stated a situation. And before I got done stating that situation, he showed up and I knew what to do. Amen? 
And as she stated that situation, that there was no more wine, amen, we come across a thing that a lot of people have tore apart, amen. They talk about his response to that. And it says, uh, and Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Many people, if you study the time frame of this, they talk about the time according to the rabbis when you may go into ministry around the year age of 30 years of age. Amen. And he was right at 30 years of age. Amen. He was in a place that he was just getting ready to come into that ministry. Amen. But he had never done any miracle. And he said, what have you have to do with me? I've never, I've never did any miracle. I've never had anything come out to me. Woman, what are you talking about? He said, it's not yet my time. I don't feel the anointing. I don't feel that the miracle can come. I don't feel like I can pray. Amen. I don't know that it's there. Woman, it's not my time yet. Can I tell you something? You may not feel it's your time. But amen, when a situation arises, amen, God can rise up on the inside of you. And it may not be your time, but the situation dictates the time. Amen. So here he was, amen, in this thing. And he said, it's not yet my time. How many times, amen, there's been times when we've been in service and I've yelled at some of you and I said, come help me pray. And inside of your spirit you may say, it's not my time. I'm not confident to do that. You know what I'm doing? I'm preparing you and putting you in a situation to allow faith to come up. Can you say Amen. Because, amen, you never know when your time hit. I remember one thing specifically, amen, is when the seats were the other way. And I'll never forget it as long as I'm here. Amen. Levi, where's he at? He went to work. Levi, I'm talking about you. Amen. And he was up here. And some of you know what I'm going to say. And Dana was here. And the next thing you know, he was just sitting there being shy Levi. That shy Levi is. Next thing you know, he slapped his hand. Amen. On his sister. And the Spirit of God. Amen. Took over. And he began to prophesy and pray over here. And this service went nuts. Huh? Amen. And and nothing was said. It may not have been as the time. Nobody was looking for it. Can I tell you, at the time that this come up, and at the time, amen, that they may have been talking about, there is no wine. He had never done a miracle yet. Why tell a man that had never done a miracle? We today, amen, if somebody is known to have a healing or work in a healing, amen, of some kind like Benny Hinn or someone, we will run and we will flock to there. Amen. Jesus had not performed a miracle yet, but everybody knew there was something special about it. Can I tell you today, there is something special about you. A miracle may not have come to pass through the prayer that you do yet, but I'm going to tell you such situations will dictate, amen, sometime when that miracle will come to pass. So-and-so needs prayer. So-and-so's got cancer. So-and-so's got leukemia. Circumstance dictates sometimes when your gift can be activated. Even as Jesus was there at that time and he says, woman, it's not yet my time. (laughs) You know what? 
there's been times, amen, I think of uh, little Alex when I grabbed a hold of him standing over here. I said, come on, son. And I threw a microphone in his hand. And he was like, he began to talk and tears began to flow. Amen. And you know what? As he began to speak and different things began to have, guess what? Time and situation began to meet each other. And he began to move. Amen. And to speak out some things even though tears was there. Guess what? There was a situation. And there's not a person in this place that wasn't moved by that. Amen. Or affected by that. Because they knew there was sincerity of a young man. Amen. Trying to speak and tell what God had done for him. Uh, come on now, understand what I'm talking about. But situation, amen, put him in the place. Where are we today with the situations of our life? What do we need to do? There's been many a stories, amen, about fathers, amen, where a car had fell on people or a son uh, or things happened with their children and men that normally couldn't, amen, even in women that normally couldn't lift what they did. All of a sudden, situation arose, amen, and they were able to lift a car off of a child or off of a man that was dying or move a rock off of somebody because situation was there <laughs> I'm trying to get you ready for situation <laughs> Woo! I'm about to go listen to me what I feel in my spirit I'm trying to get you ready for situation Amen, for the time that you, amen, cannot long, you won't think about it, amen but you'll move according to what needs to be done <laughs> That's what Jesus did there. As he said, it's not yet my time. I'm not at that age. Law dictates this. But let me tell you how many knows that something new was happening just then. Jesus said this. He said, I come not to do away with the law, but that it might be fulfilled through me. Law dictated it wasn't his time yet, but the covenant that was coming to the people called the new covenant dictated that it was time. And can I tell you today, that covenant that we live in today dictates that it's time. Amen. Uh, uh, the Word of God tells us that He would do a, sh- a quick work and cut it short in righteousness. Amen. He will move people up. I've seen people, amen, get saved. And the next thing you know, amen, are preaching the gospel and traveling around the world, amen, and laying hands on the sick and they are recovering, amen. Because guess what? Circus situation, amen, called for it. Sometimes when you're there, uh, when I went in Africa and different things and, and over there to pray for miracles or deliverance, amen, and the situation arose and all of a sudden we're casting out demons and I've dealt with demons in my life, believe me. When I traveled as an evangelist, amen, I, I used to work in deliverance ministry much and all of a sudden we're over there in Africa and the bishop who has been here before was there and from this side of that, that auditorium, all the way to this side was people that stepped up, amen, that were demon-possessed, that were crying out like the man at the tombs, I need to be delivered. And he said, come up here, amen. And me and him went down through there, and those people, there was no wrestling, amen. They were automatically delivered, amen, by the Word of God because they wanted to be, but more important, situation called for it. What's the situation you are facing? 
what's the situations you are facing in your life right now? What is it calling for you to do? What miracle needs to come forth from you? What miracle needs to manifest from your life? As I was looking at this, amen, and going on with the story, it talks about this. It it says this, it said, uh, His mother said unto his servants, after he said, What do I have to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. According to law, I'm not at that age. It's it's not yet been introduced. Amen. I'm not supposed to be able to do this. How many times have you been told you're not supposed to be able to do this because you haven't paid the price? Can I tell you someone? Jesus already paid the price for you. Amen? Amen? And now there's some things in ministry that I agree about. Amen? That you need to take and learn. And you need to sit under tutors and things like that. But let me tell you, amen, you also got to know if situation arises, amen, you got to take and be able to move in that situation. If I'm hurt and I'm dying, I pray to God situation arises, amen, and your life and you have the faith to lay hands on me. Amen. Lay hands on me. Will I be in unbelief at that time? No, I'll be in belief. Listen to what I'm saying. Amen. If you were at your your life's death's door and things were going on in your life, amen, and you needed a miracle, you were bleeding out, amen, and somebody come up and said, Amen. How many believe you would receive? I believe that when our desperation, amen, in our situation reaches a place, amen, that we can receive like we never received before. Jesus, all of a sudden here, he said, amen, my time has not yet come. But yet the mother turned immediately and she talked to the servants. Let me tell you, if she didn't know them servants and she wasn't comfortable in that home and they didn't recognize, amen, her as being a friend and somebody that was accustomed, amen, to them listening to. Servants didn't listen to just anybody back then. They listened to the masters. They listened to who they were serving. And she turned to them and said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. That tells me she was familiar in that home. Remember after her husband Joseph died, after 17 years of marriage, she moved to Canaan. I don't know if this is the house, amen, she moved in. I don't know if this was the family she was living in. I don't know that, but I know that they knew her. And I know the servants were moved by the words she said. So that tells me she was not a stranger there. And as I I looked at that and she said, whatever he tells you to do, do. Jesus was over here going, my time has not yet come. And she's already turned around and said, whatever he tells you to do, do. She didn't tell him to do a miracle. Amen. But she was just stating a fact. Whatever he tells you, I don't know what he's going to do. Mary didn't know what Jesus was going to do. She just stated a fact. She said, but whatever it is, whatever it is, do it. How many times have you had somebody be praying for you and they tell you to walk back to the back or come here or turn around or do something, amen? You don't care what it is. You're just going to do, amen, in obedience, amen, to see what happens in your life. 
all of a sudden as she told him, she said, you do what he says to do. Now there's something you've got to understand about as he was doing this. Jesus said unto them, he said, fill the water pots with water. One of the things that you had to understand back there was they filled water pots under the custom of purification with water. And there were six water pots that they filled up. Six, how many know is the number of man? And they took a clay vessel and they filled it with water. How many know we are a clay vessel? (laughs) How many know we are a clay vessel? How many knows that our body is mostly made of water? Amen. He said, you take six clay vessels, he said, and you fill it up to the brim. You fill it all the way up. And they said they filled it to the brim with water. The next thing you know, Jesus acknowledged too was hosting the party. Let me read it to you. Amen. He said unto his servants, whosoever uh, he asked you to do, do it. And there was uh, there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews. See, they believed you had to wash yourself six times before you were pure. Amen? And, and they filled them up to the brim, and he said unto them, Draw out now and bear... Hello, unto the governor. And they drawed out now, and they bear it, and the servants which drew the water knew. Amen. Uh, and when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made of wine, whence he uh, uh, knew not whence it was, but the servants who drew the water knew. Can you imagine what it was? Can you imagine if it was you? And Jesus just told you to fill up six water pots. Now think of this. Jesus just told you to fill up six water pots to the, to the, to the brim. Fill them all the way up. And then he looks at you being a servant and he says, now I want you to take and I want you to dip in there and I want you to pull it up and I want you to take it to the head man. Don't you know fear was on those servants? <laughs> Amen. They're out of wine. He said, what is this? There's never a miracle like this been wrought. The Bible don't even speak of miracles until this time. Amen. In the New Testament. And here we are. Amen. The first miracle that Jesus does. And he said, take it over there to the head man. And he took and he drew it out. The one that was drinking the wine did not know that it was water when it went in the pots. But the servants that were drawing it out knew it was water. Can I tell you something today? Amen. You may be a clay pot. And you may be filled with water. Amen. And you may, amen, have things on the inside of you. And you may know what's there. But the one in which Jesus puts you in front of may not know. And when it gets time for him to deliver you in front of them, guess what? He can pour you out as wine in front of those he puts you. Can you say amen? It don't matter. He can change who you are. They were just a stone, a clay pot, and it changed into something miraculous, a wine that had never been tasted, that was never so good. Can I tell you something? Your life may not have been so good, but when Jesus gets a hold of it, amen, and he begins to pour you out in front of people, amen, he is going to make you the best that you have ever been in your life. Can you say amen? 
The Word of God tells me, amen, that, that your end shall be greater that, than your former, amen, meaning the end of our lives are going to be greater, amen. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for greater. How many is looking for greater, amen? And that water that may be in your pot right now that you may not think much about, amen, God knows what's in you, but the servants of God, amen, that he uses to prophesy over you can allow and activate. See, the water wasn't taken out of the wine, but something was added to the water. Amen. The anointing was added to the water. Amen. He can add to you. Amen. What you might like. There are components and things in you. Amen. That he gave you. And if you allow him, he will bring it to surface and he will allow you to be poured out as wine in front of those. Amen. That hold high positions. He will give you favor. Pour you out. Say, pour me out. Say, pour me out. Say, pour me out. Pour me out. Woo! You know what you just allowed yourself to say? God, wherever you'll send me, pour me out in front of those. Pour me out in front of the ones, amen, that may have won all these awards. Pour me out in front of the ones. Just pour me out. As he took and he poured him out, and it was wine, he went over to him, and he looked at him, and he said, wait a minute. He said, most people, he said, they served the best, they served the best wine at the beginning. <laughs> they served the best at the beginning. And when they're drunk, and they can't discern, can I throw that word in there? When they're drunk and they can't discern and they can't tell what's going on, then you bring out the cheap stuff. Amen. But you didn't do that. You waited. Amen. And you brought out the best in the end. Can I tell you something? God still wants to bring out the best in you. He wants to bring out the best in you. Why was it he turned water into wine out of a clay pot? I was fashioned out of the earth. I'm a clay pot, a vessel in which he is changing, being made into a vessel of honor. I am made to hold water. I'm made to hold his spirit for one reason, that I can be poured out to serve others. How about you? What will flow out of you? What will come out of you when things, amen, may not be going so right? What pours out of you? What words pour out of you? What attitude pours out of you? See, oh, come on. You don't know where, where, where you're at when he's going to pour out of you. What situation arises? What will pour out of you? I remember one time we were sheetrocking, amen, and we were over here at the little church over in the storefront, and uh, Mary Cantwell's uh, husband was helping me, Doug, and we had 12-foot sheets of sheetrock, and we went to pick it up, and he dropped his in, and can I tell you, I got two fingers that was smashed on concrete. I said, Jesus! How they did things. That instance right there changed the way they even did things from that moment on. Don't you know if a man of that caliber would speak and say, you waited till the last to give the best, amen? See, some people leave too early. Hello? See, it seems like at church we're always in a hurry to get out. I'm on my way. 
Huh? When he was declaring right there that he said, I've saved the best for last. I remember there's been times we've had service, Brother Jim, and we get ready to get out of here, and the next thing you know, the service changed, amen, and the way it was going, and somebody got delivered, somebody got healed, somebody got saved. Amen? And those, I've had people say, well, I, I left early. I, I didn't know that. If you got to leave early, leave. I'm not saying that for that reason. But listen, sometimes, amen, when we think the party's over, <laughs> yeah, that's it, Fred. Say it's just beginning, Amen. Because we don't know what's going to happen at that time and what He's going to pour out. But the Word of God tells us, Amen, that He saved the best for last. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to hang in there. Least night wasn't it uh, in a tent revival when everybody had pretty well left. Amen, and you were prophesied, amen, and you stayed around, and Dottie Rambo prophesied over you, and most people had already left. Huh? And look what's happening with them today. Hmm? Look what's happening. How many understand what I'm talking about? Look what happened. What if she'd never received that word? I felt something there. What if she'd never received that word? What if you'd never hung out to the end? Well, don't you know when the wine was out, they were going, there ain't no more wine. Hey, ain't no more wine. They're getting ready to dismiss. Watch announcement. Here it goes. Ain't no more wine. It's winding down. There she goes. She's done preaching. Yeah, they're going to do this. There ain't no more. They're going to end it like this. Oh, you never know what we're going to do around here. Amen. A lot of times I pray over you at the end of service and some people say, well, that's not important. Yes, it is because the position that I hold, guess what? I can decree and release things in your life. How many know that? Huh? I can pour out. And, and amen. And, and I thought about, amen, New Year's Eve, how we always pray through. Somebody said, man, do you know how many minutes you prayed? I thought I was just getting started. <laughs> Amen. But decreeing things into the next year, where we're going, where we're heading, what we need. Amen. What the situations are dictating. Amen. And what what needs to arise in our life. Most people was already gone. They're out. Mother, Jesus, mother comes over and says, they're out of wine. <laughs> I bet other people were going, they're out of wine. They're out of wine. I don't know if it made it to the main band or not yet. But Jesus was making sure, amen, that that didn't get to him. Jesus was making sure that there was better, amen, yet to happen. Can I tell you what? There's better yet to happen in your lives. Nothing ever ends without a new beginning happening, and that new beginning is always better. Life gets better as we get older. I've heard people say, oh, life gets tougher. No, it gets better. Yeah, that old song, what is it? Uh, sweeter and sweeter as the days go by, whatever that is. Amen. <laughs> what is it? I don't know the name of it, but he gets sweeter. He gets sweeter. Sing. He gets sweeter as the days go by. And that's all I know. <laughs> Oh, 
Okay, anyway, the jest of it is, it gets sweeter as the days go by. Amen. She said, that's all I know. Can I tell you, that's all you need to know sometimes. Can you say amen? So here we are, we're at this wedding. Mary just states the situation. Amen. Never be, never be afraid just to state the situation, how it is. Listen to me. You don't have to ask for something. Sometimes you just need to state the situation, how it is. And you know what? Jesus can show up and turn out and change things around like you've never had it changed before. Can you say amen? That was in preparation, amen, for what is coming. And why was that his first miracle? Water into wine. Water into wine. Amen. The things, amen, that we seek and the thirst that we have, amen. Jesus told a woman at a well one time, she said, he, he said this, he said, if, he said, I have drink that you know not of, amen, and said, you'll never thirst again. Guess what? That, ba- that latter wine that they drank, I don't believe they ever thirst again. Amen. I believe it was a satisfying wine. I believe it was one. And you know what? According to all the, the stories about barrels that they filled, and they, you know what? I don't believe that ever went, ever went dry. I believe they could have had a party for days. <laughs> Come on. Laugh a little bit. It, it'll do you good. Amen. Do our, let, notify our face we're happy. Amen. Amen. I believe it could have went on for days. Because how many knows things don't end with God? Amen. It keeps getting better as we go. So here we are. The first miracle Jesus ever did. He turned the water into wine. Why? There was a situation and there was a need for him to move in that situation. Amen. Can I tell you what? He told the disciples that they would see the glory of God. And that right there, it says this. Let me read the end of this. This is the best part. Listen to this. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. And he saith unto him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine. And when man hath well drunk, then that is what... That which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. Now listen to this. Verse 11. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Canaan of Galilee. And manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. That miracle right there. That situation was for this. That his disciples would believe on him. Remember, he had just called them. Right after he called them, he went to a wedding. (laughs) Think about it. Wouldn't you like a job where your boss calls you and says, Come on, we're going to a wedding. (laughs) Huh? Come on, you got to laugh a little. And there at that wedding, where it was just, they thought it was just a wedding like customs was, the glory of God was manifest. And from that day on, those that were called, it says his disciples believed on him. So why is your water turned into wine? 
so that those that are around you that you're discipling will believe on you and who you serve. Amen? How many want the people around you to believe on whom you serve? That's why he turns your water into wine. That's why he allows you to be poured out. That's why situations occur in your life. So that people will believe on him. Amen. Thank you for joining our podcast today for the Church of New Beginnings, 918 3rd Street, El Dorado, Illinois. Tune in again.